0: so all right y'all look we finally got the news we've been waiting eight months to hear <laughs> lamella ball was named the rookie of the year hey, got about time jesus look, christ my. Man. My. Look, it, it, it was like they were cooking up votes or something but man we're under construction welcome to another show uh jamal how was your week bro oh hey man what's your name again
1: how, how's it going buddy Long time it's no see, man. We got the we we got going. the three we finally, we finally got the three amigos back on on the podcast. Man. Been it's been nice to see y'all faces, yeah. man. We are all here. This is a good feeling. It's been it's been three weeks, guys. <laughs> really feels like forever.
2: No, I'm good. I'm I'm good, y'all. Just uh, it, for Charlotte sports fans, it's it's a lull right now, so uh i'm trying not to engage lebron fans i'm not I'm, trying not I'm trying not to engage hornets fans either actually i'm just kind of i'm just kind of chilling right now so gotcha 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 so i said that Lamelo ball won the rookie of the
0: year we, we already know this was a foregone conclusion fellas did anthony, did anthony edwards deserve more credit to being rookie of the year did he have a did he have a, a better case <laughs> the, the voters brought up because uh, I'm looking at social media. Carl Anthony Towns thought it was a joke. <laughs> uh, you got Anthony Edwards posting stuff that he should have been the rookie of the
2: year. Do they have valid arguments? Kaiser, please yeah. take this first, man. No. If your only argument was that Anthony Edwards played more games, there's your answer right there. I mean, no, no one – no one who thinks Anthony Edwards should have run one rookie of the year is saying that he should have won rookie of the year because he was better or statistically better because neither of those things are true. I mean, I don't, I think objectively, I don't think either guy is better than the other, but it was clear before Lamelo's injury, his impact on not just the Charlotte Hornets, but the NBA as a whole and, uh, you know, statistically, LaMelo really just kind of ran away with it. And also, there historically, there have been a lot of cases where guys didn't play their entire rookie seasons due to injury. Kyrie Irving only played 51 games. LaMelo Ball played 51 games. Um, so the, the argument that LaMelo Ball didn't play as many games, that's just, just really weak. LaMelo Ball, despite only playing 51 games, Still let all rookies in steals. That's, that's nuts. Which is crazy considering what people are like well, Lamelo's not a good defender, but you know, let all rookies and steals. I, I think I do think that narrative is kind of overblown about LaMelo not being a good defender. But um, other than points per game, Lamelo ball, superior rebounder, obviously superior passer, uh, higher PER. A better shooter, shot better from three, and has a higher effective field goal and true field goal percentage. I mean, what's what's the discussion here? I don't, I, I really don't know what the debate is. I mean, okay, Anthony Edwards averaged three more points per game and played more games. That's to me what that yeah, that, that's not a, a good enough argument when you look at what Lamelo Ball um, did, you know, statistically as far as impact eye test. I I just don't. I don't really think there's much of a debate. Honestly, I just don't.
1: Um, Kaza took the words out of my mouth. What are we really discussing? Uh, Better passer, better rebounder, bigger impact on the team. Team won a little. uh, You know, a few more games. Um, Literally, the only statistic—not literally, but uh, about the only statistic that um, that Anthony Edwards is is more effective in is scoring the basketball, and that was really it. What are we really discussing? Um, if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves social media team, man, I, how embarrassing! It, they the 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 whininess. I know that's not a word, but just the the whining and the the the, the childlike response to Lamella Ball winning the Rookie of the Year, man. That's embarrassing, man. Congratulate look, that look,
0: man. Look at their franchise.
1: That's it. <laughs> I, I, that's a whole nother podcast if we want to get started on that. You know what I mean, man? But just one, one thing, if you want to throw all the stats out the window, if you look at LaMelo Ball's impact on Hornets, and, and especially when he was healthy and he, and he was inserted into the starting lineup, there's nothing to talk about, man. There's, there's really just nothing to discuss. We, we, we speak at Nazem about – The way Lamella Ball makes his teammates better, and his his natural instinct for the game, and and his superstar potential, and we compare that to Anthony Edwards. What are we talking about? A few dunks Anthony Edwards had is that what we're really we're really hanging our our argument on? Seriously, highlights. Uh, I mean, we could even (laughs) come on, man.
0: And then if you look at it, like at the beginning of the year, look, look. You guys know I was an Anthony Edwards fan. But he was god awful at the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah, I, right. I, I wanted the Hornets to draft him. Honestly, I I thought he was the pick because me too. I mean, same. And, and, same. And, and to be honest, both both of
0: them are going to be very good pros in the future.
2: Yeah, let's be let's
0: be Lamelo will be a superstar, but I think I think Anthony Edwards would be very good, very very good all star. Here
2: here's here's the thing though, Anthony Edwards is a scorer, and that's really what he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything else. I'm not saying that he will not develop other parts of his game. But we knew he was a scorer. That's why I wanted the Hornets to draft him. We need yeah. scores. And I. you look at that kid in college, you look at the film, you're like, that guy's going to be a scorer in the NBA. But you know who else was a scorer? Andrew Wiggins, the Minnesota Timberwolves 2015 Rookie of the Year. And he was a better scorer than Anthony Edwards was. And, and he probably still is, actually. But that didn't work out for some reason. Hey, it, 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 it's, it's,
0: it's, it's a difference. <laughs> look, look, hey,
2: look, look really? I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to say this in defense. Anthony Edwards is a dog. That's
2: true, but production is production, production. 19 points a game is 19 points a game, which is what he averaged, what Andrew Wiggins also averaged look. as a rookie and didn't, didn't shoot as efficiently.
1: Let, uh, let me speak. Let me speak to both of your arguments really quickly, Rodney. I agree with you on that point. I think Anthony Edwards loves basketball more than Andrew Wiggins does, and that's saying something considering that Anthony Edwards said, hey, "I don't really love it sometimes." So you, we could—that's <laughs> a whole other discussion, do, do, do man. Do
0: that what you want? What you want to?
1: <laughs> However, to Kai's point as well, you—if you look at both of those players in comparison, one thing you worry about with both of them is that yeah, they can score and they're talented but how much real impact are they going to have on their teams going forward? You know what I mean? Andrew Wiggins has been a talented scorer his whole career, but has he been on a team that's ever done anything? You get what I'm saying? Uh, it, it, you know, going back to the whole LaMelo-Anthony Edwards comparison, you look at LaMelo Ball stats, and, and I know this is going to give some Hornets fans some 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 ammo here, but look at what he did in some limited minutes. You know what I mean? We're talking six assists a game, six almost six rebounds a game. Uh, shot a better three point percentage than Anthony Edwards, thirty five percent compared to to thirty two percent, thirty three percent, whatever. But what again? What are we really arguing? There's really if there was a clear cut winner. And the right guy won. Man,
2: yeah. But it, 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 before Lamelo's wrist injury, it wasn't even. No one was even debating this. It you know it was like. You know Anthony Edwards is good, but Lamelo Ball is going to be work of the year. And then he goes down with the energy and with the injury, and it's like, oh, okay, now Anthony Edwards has a chance. And it's like, if that was his chance, you know, and Lamelo did come back from his injury, he came back and played and played pretty well. You know, he was he wasn't a hundred percent. I don't think that wrist was a hundred percent because his shooting uh, was was a little off after he came back. But
0: right, right. Uh, and, and before we close this out. Out of the 99 first place votes, LaMelo got 84. And Anthony Edwards got the other 15. I mean, we, we – Yeah. I mean <laughs> – they they, they they knew what they saw, and they, and they knew what they were voting for. Well, a lot of people
2: right. feel like uh, it was a narrative pick, kind of like LeBron James over LaMelo Anthony in 2003, 2004. Um, yeah,
1: I don't yeah. feel that
2: way at all because the media did not – like Lamella Ball coming out, of he was not all these people jumping on the mello Ball train. Y'all were at the train station waiting on the next train when Lamella Ball <laughs> came. <through. laughs> I, you know, everyone talked about with Lavar Ball is going to be a distraction. Even Hornets fans were iffy about the pick. The media was like, "Eh, he can't shoot." You know, I, I don't buy the whole it's a media narrative.
1: And and, and let's not even forget about the fact. Um, how much? How much love has the media given the Hornets over the last fifteen years? Yeah. So I don't want to get. I don't want to hear anything about media narrative when it comes to the Hornets. I I I'm shutting that discussion down. Absolutely. No 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 credence whatsoever.
0: Look, half the people think it's Charlotte, South Carolina, and we're going to
1: be Absolutely. Exactly.
0: So guys, the NBA draft lottery is on Tuesday night. The Hornets have basically the eleventh pick locked up. I want you to give me your your reaction if we if we jump to the top four again, jump to the top four again. Uh, it's last year. We, last year we had the six or seven best odds to, to, to get to top to get the top pick, and we end up with the third pick. Uh, do you guys expect to jump this year, or do you guys expect us to stand back at eleven? And if we do end with end up with the eleven pick, what do you want us to do?
1: Um, with the draft lottery there shouldn't be any expectations we we've seen the we've seen the worst we've seen the best out of these scenarios we've seen <laughs> it, i don't even want to relive that whole scenario again but you know we got lucky last year I, I i don't know if i'm going to expect that kind of luck again uh uh going going forward man so with that being said i'm expecting us to be somewhere around 9 to 11 man and to tell you the truth it, it's something that I wasn't really concerned about before the season because I, I I wanted us to make the playoffs. And if we didn't, it wasn't going to be a big deal because, you know, again, about to sound like a broken record, but us being in the playoffs, if that were to happen, we would have been ahead of schedule. And I think we're ahead of schedule anyway. So this lottery pick is just kind of like a bonus thing. I haven't even paid much attention to it. I haven't given much credence to it. So expecting us to stay around 10 or 11, I wouldn't even be mad if we traded the pick, quite honestly, man. And I could better answer this question once we get closer to the draft and I could start really, really looking at prospects. I think I could probably give you a better scenario once that happens.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm actually all in on team trade the pick. Uh, however, I, I'll say this. Mitch Kupchak has done a bang-up job. With the draft in the last few years, considering where the Hornets have had to pick, um, you know, I I think that if Miles Bridges has a season, a full season next year, that is indicative of the how he came on in the second half this year. I don't think there's any question the Hornets came out good in that trade, um, trading him and Devon in Devon um, and uh, trading uh, Shai Gilgeous-Alexander, Shay Gilgeous-Alexander for. Miles and Devontae Graham. You got Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham for Shea Gilders Alexander. You may lose Devontae. Um, that's it's another. Possibly. And, and that's true, but assuming the Hornets keep him, they're, they're going to try to keep him. They're not just going to let him. I don't, they're not just going to let Devontae Graham go because, because they drafted him. I think um, <clears throat> if, if he had been part of the old regime, how I, how Malik Monk is, I think they'd be more lukewarm in signing him. But everyone now knows one of the ways to become competitive in the NBA is to build up the guys that you drafted and and keep those guys when the opportunity uh, comes. So uh, having having said that, I I Mitch has done a great job, and I think that if he picked anywhere from nine to eleven, he he he'd pick another good guy. The question is, okay, that's another dude the Hornets got to develop now. You know, no nobody that you draft that low is going to come in and and make an immediate impact unless you. Thank you, you. Kaiser. Thank you for saying that. Unless you really, really strike gold, and you're unlikely to when you when you pick uh, that high. So I I I think you know you trade that pick. You could get a guy who might not be an all star, but you could get a guy that's going to come in and immediately do what the Hornets need to do. I, I think you trade for need. You draft best player available. And right. um, I, I think the Hornets need to look seriously at that. Having said that about the draft lottery itself, the NBA has made tweaks to it over the years to where it's always been interesting. The last few years have been very interesting when it comes to who is getting those top picks. I mm-hmm. mean, the Hornets were supposed to pick eighth last season and third, the the Pelicans uh, the season before, they were supposed to pick, what, seventh? Mm-hmm. 7th ended up with the first pick in Zion. So, nothing would surprise me this year.
0: So, uh, it's right. I'm going to you the draft the draft lottery. the draft lottery odds. So, the Hornets have a 77.6% chance of picking number 11, 13 before 13.4% chance of picking 12, 0.4% chance of picking 13, and less than one less than 0.1% of picking 14. And for for the top Four picks, one point eight percent chance of picking first, two percent chance for second, two point four chances, two point four percent chance for third, and two point five percent chance for uh, the fourth pick in the draft. So I mean, it's 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 a long shot, but but we, but we but we're te- we're witnesses that it can definitely happen. We've seen yeah. it in Hornets history, but it's probably not going to happen. But prepare yourselves.
1: So 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 hey, let let's let's fantasize real quick, and let's just say we just magically appear in the top three. If that happens, it is Evan Mobley or Buss for me. There's there's I don't even want to look at it. it. I don't even want to look at any other prospects.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's Evan Mobley or if somebody picks Mobley before you, you trade that pick.
1: Pretty much, pretty much.
2: Yeah, it's it's rare that like. The best player available fits your team need, and and you have the opportunity to pick him. I don't see if if the stars align like that for Charlotte, then I'm screaming championship. <laughs> Three four years, I'm 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 disappointed in anything less than like Eastern Conference final. The, if the stars align that much to where hey the Hornets you need a five, or here's the best one in the entire draft. And you guys
0: you know, have- he, like, oh he shoots threes and he, he can move in the pick and roll yeah and he to back to the back game and block shots. Oh yeah yeah the stars are finally aligned it, it took 30 32 years. Did you imagine Evan
2: oh. Nobley, Lamelo Ball,
1: Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges on the court? Man, please. I, I I think the basketball guys owe us, man. We've had the worst of luck the last 15 years. I mean, why not, man? You know
0: what I mean? Oh, guys, 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 I got a important note for you. We are now the longest drought. Of Indian ah, 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 that haven't made ah, the ah, ah, no, 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 no. it's a double S sword. It's a double You want the record back? You want those records back?
2: You got everything back. But the, the fact, you know, sir, you, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say there's there's a gap though. Even if we took those records back, there's what a three season gap.
0: It, it's it's still twenty eight years. You take
2: it back. No, hey, I, hey, you know, hey weren't even in the league. how how could we have a chance to compete for the ECF We running it in the league at
1: the time? No, no, no. No, I'm gonna tell you something interesting. That that graphic that's being shown right now, it has both the Charlotte Hornets and the New Orleans Pelicans on it. How <laughs> think about that? New Orleans Pelicans were, were who? Yeah, I don't that no, graphic no, no, doesn't make I, a lot of I sense, it, man. Bro,
0: I get it. They, they they moved to New Orleans 19 years ago. So, basically, the franchise started there 19 years ago, and they've been through two name changes, and they're still the New Orleans franchise. I, I perfectly get that. But to Kaza's point, you should take all three years of the Charlotte franchise because there was no team here for two and a half, three years. But we're still number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah we still-
1: Of course we are because it looks better when you put the Charlotte Hornets up there. Of course we are. yeah.
2: In want, context. Say, we're talking about graphics. Yeah, if you want to say no Charlotte basketball team has made the ECF, you know, and then or you know, conference finals, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. But the Hornets specifically is, uh, you know, that was a completely different franchise, so there's no continuity, and I think that's yeah. the, that's the point. It'd be different as there was like like this continuous persistence, essentially, they
0: should have 88 to 02. And then like oh four to present. Right, yeah,
2: exactly. But hey man, y'all, y'all are ruining
1: the fun for the media, man. It's 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 a it's a lot more fun to just trash the Hornets franchise, man. Y'all are making yeah. it y'all, y'all hey, are ruining man, the fun for man, them, man.
0: The millionaire won Lamilla is, is rookie of the year. Um there you go. <laughs> right.
2: Well, it's Michael Jordan, it's actually Michael Jordan's fault that we have right. a- in the last 20 years, and it was his fault we didn't make it before that because he kept knocking us out of the playoffs. <laughs> we were in the same division as him. So this is all Michael Jordan's fault. Yo, exactly man, Michael Jordan's like, fault. Like, uh, look, this is random.
0: I was looking at basically the Eastern Conference in the 90s. Like, cats are winning 50, 53 games, and, like, we're six in the conference. I'm like, how, how do you compete? Like, like, I mean, it's it's – it's like you you had loaded teams and you're losing in the first round with fifty wins and they're not even calling it an upset.
2: Like the east loads well, when the bulls won those six championships, they beat 19 60 win teams or fifty I'm sorry, fifty that's crazy 50 plus teams. Still, yeah. That's the only, the only other player in history besides Michael Jordan to beat that many fifty-win teams, um, and sixty-win teams was Kobe Bryant. He beat twenty-five, which is super impressive in the Western conference, but that's why when people talk about you know the East wasn't really that no the, the East was was tough good. yeah game. it was tough. Everyone right everyone had fifty wins you know even the Hornets had a fifty win team at one point that's
0: that's crazy I mean, look, we, had, we we had a few in a row like yeah we, we we didn't realize that was the golden era because we were like
2: yeah. still so
0: toward the bottom of the Eastern Conference <laughs> like if, if if we could just get those fifty wins back we'd be top four again.
1: Uh <laughs> I, I think if we I think if we won fifty games next year, there might be a parade on trying next year if we win fifty games, man, but yeah. it remains to be seen.
0: Guys, guys, so uh Kimba Walker was traded from the Boston Celtics to the Oklahoma City
2: Thunder.
0: <laughs> so good. Good for so, him. Listen, 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 listen. Boston had to include a first round pick. To offload kimball walker for and over the hill al horford a second round pick and moses brown guys what was your reaction when, when you saw that trade happen
1: boston My got first yeah thank you go ahead <laughs> no, that's,
2: that's that's not a good trade that's good for kimba i i think uh there was clearly boston is such a weird franchise they should be better than they are uh, and you know now, Brad Stevens. I always thought that Danny. Wait, wait, wait
1: Kaiser. Wait, wait, Kaiser. You don't mean to tell me Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge were, weren't were not these evil geniuses? Is that what you're saying? They,
2: they were not. They they are. Uh, Danny Ainge is the most overrated GM in a long time, and then Brad Stevens takes over, and uh, you know the the ineptus there, ineptitude there yeah. c- continues with with Brad Stevens. I understand that. Kimball wasn't what they thought he would be. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to concede that, and mainly that's due to injuries. His knees, Kimble's knees, are you know kind of getting old. But what, did you really need to offload him that bad to where you know essentially you save they save two million dollars in cap space by taking on Al Horford's contract and offloading Kimble? Really, that was two million dollars. That that was worth getting rid of. <laughs>
1: And that seems desperate, right? Am I the only one to think that seems desperate?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all go on off some context. So yeah, no, it, you know you're right. It, it it does feel desperate. It felt like they like they said, okay, we have to move on from Kimball Walker. Uh, no, you did not have to move on from Kimball Walker, actually. Uh, so, so
1: here's where I'm coming from with this, man. But I, I don't know. And it, let, let me be very clear. Y'all know how big of a Kimball Walker fan I am. And I, I'm trying my best not to sound like a fan, but maybe I will. This comes across as Kimball Walker kind of being the scapegoat for the Celtics, not reaching the, the heights they want to. And to me, that is highly unfair because the Celtics have a lot more problems than Kimball Walker. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And, I don't, and look, man. here's the elephant in the room. And this may be a very unpopular take. But here I go i do not think jalen brown and jason tatum need to play together for the long term yes i said it and not only that but uh uh, the the celtics have a big hole at center like the hornets do and nobody wants to talk about that either and the third thing nobody wants to talk about there seems to be a pattern with the boston celtics in their point guards starting with isaiah thomas Kyrie Irving. And now Kimba Walker. And if nobody sees that pattern, I really don't know what to say to you. So the fact that Kimba Walker is looking like, oh, he's the reason we can't get over the hump, I, I just don't buy it, man. It, it's BS to me. Kimba, and, uh,
2: Kimba in eight seasons with the Hornets, 8-9, averaged 24-5. and five. Uh, 20 points, four rebounds, five assists. You know what he averaged for Boston? 24-5. and five. Same exact stats. He's he's really the same exact player, except he's a little older now and he's got a few more injuries. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that Kimball was was the scapegoat uh for that. And I think he's gonna he's OKC is a good fit for him, honestly.
1: Well, I don't think he's gonna stay with OKC. I, I think that's a buyout situation or I think that's a trade piece, honestly. I, I don't think he sees the forward OKC uh, this upcoming season. I don't. And, and matter of fact, there's already rumor floating around talking about Luke Park.
0: And man, I'm 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 gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. I, I look at that trade. I like what Boston did in that trade. They got a big man, which they de- they desperately needed a big man. Right. I hope for that Al for is still competent on the defensive end. At least he's a veteran, he knows how to play. And the he biggest cannot thing got an open day, shot. And, and the biggest thing that 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 we can't quantify is leadership. When he was in Boston, he was a leader. Right. Kemba Walker's strong suit has not been leadership. I'm I'm, I'm a Kemba Walker fan. Kemba Walker's not a vocal leader like that. He, I agree he's, with that. He, he's, he's, he's not that guy like that. And so I agree with that. And, and so if you look at it as well, only fourteen and a half million dollars of of uh, of Horford's contract is guaranteed after next year. So you're taking money off that deal as well. You're getting the big man that you need. And then look at it like this. Kimba get, Kimba's game is predicated upon him having the ball in his hands. Kimba's kind of role role changed this year because Tatum needed the ball in his hand a little more, too. Mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown. And so I, that I, wasn't I, a fit. I'll player. say a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I agree with you. Brown Brown and Tatum may not be able to play together. And, and that's not rocket science because they occupy the same spaces. Somebody's playing out of position. But – Kimba needs the ball in his hands, and Boston was thinking they were gonna get All NBA Kimba from Charlotte, not not those averages guys. They they they, they were thinking they get the twenty four twenty five guy, but they got the the consistent twenty five and five guy, and they saw a chance to uh, because that that roster desperately needed a shake up, and it came in the form of Kimba Walker. They got rid of Daniel Tyson the season. Um, Tristan Thompson's probably not gonna be back and, 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 and I, I honestly expect more changes.
2: I think at some point you gotta look at the front. Yeah, office, I mean you know, I they I mean, it's I can't tell you why why the Celtics weren't as good as they should have been. I mean on paper on paper they should have been a top three fourteen in the in the East Conference.
1: I I can tell you why, man, because the the, the Boston Celtics are one of those examples, pal. Uh, Throwing a bunch of talent on one team doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win more games. They are the poster children for that. And really? I just think, to Rodney's point, man, they had a bunch of pieces that just simply don't fit together. And, and, and that and that's kind of the, the inexact science of, of putting together a roster. You would think Danny Ainge, who comes from Championship Pedigree, would, would, would have done a better job of kind of seeing that. But it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Again, a bunch of pieces that don't fit. And Rodney made an excellent point. About Al Horford, uh, you know, bringing bringing leadership back to the uh, to the Celtics, which I think they desperately needed, and to go back to what he was saying about Kimba. Kimba is a guy, like it's funny you mentioned that, Ronnie, because I was thinking about the other day how I wanted Kimba Walker to just kind of cuss Nick Batum out a lot lot more when they were playing together, but he just never was that guy. You could see clear frustration on Kemba Walker's face, and he's the guy that just wouldn't vocally ever let his teammates have it. And I just don't think that's what the Celtics needed, which resulted in that not being the best fit from the jump. So there you have it.
0: And and and, and look, man, I, I'm not a Danny Age fan, and like I, I'm I'm like I'm the type of person. Look, everybody's talking. Oh, see he's going to have the fourth pick. The 16th pick, the seventh pick, and maybe the 5th. look picks don't play, and, right. and and at the end of the day, you're gonna have to, you, you have all these picks, you have to make some tough decisions on some people that that you might trade away too early, cut too early, they're gonna they're gonna flourish elsewhere, you're gonna look foolish, like. All, hey, hey Ronnie,
1: huh? look, let, let me ask you a question: Do you think Hold OKC's up. pull? Do you think OKC is pulling their version of a uh, trusted process?
0: <laughs> um. Presti has a better track record. True. Uh, I think they'll pull a trigger. But like, I, honestly, I think they'll pull a pull, pull the trigger on the big trade in another two years to, to get another start on there. Because he knows, like, I, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be completely honest. Oklahoma City should not have an NBA team. Nobody wants <laughs> to live in Oklahoma City. Nobody wants to play in Oklahoma City. Right. O- it's 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 going to take a lot to get free agents to go there and, and i just be completely honest you look at all these nba players they're going to the coast they're going to new york they're going to miami they're going to they're not even going to chicago right. they're going to la those are the destinations that they want to go to oklahoma city's not on the list oklahoma right. city oklahoma city is a small market and in the next few years you're going to have you're going to have seattle they gonna have Las Vegas as markets, and it's gonna get diluted a little more, and it's gonna be harder for places like Charlotte and Oklahoma City to sign free agents. So, I understand what I understand what Presty is doing, but he had man, look, you you got thirty six picks within the next two years, and you got fifteen roster spots. It's gonna be a lot of hard decisions.
1: Right, no doubt.
0: It's gonna no be doubt. a lot of hard decisions coming up, and I mean, no if, if I'm a GM in another team. I'm trying to pluck something from his team, right? So, where do you guys
2: think Kim eventually ends up? Lakers or the Knicks? I, think I, the Knicks-
0: I
1: was, I was thinking the Knicks. I, I, you know what? I, I would actually really, and not for this reason, because y'all, y'all know how much I hate the Lakers. But I would really hate Kim Awak on the Lakers because I just don't think that is also a good fit as well. And I, I think the exact same scenario that happened in Boston. It would even be more magnified in in LA. I would hate for him to go to LA, man.
0: He's going to be LeBron James' fans' whipping boy,
1: right? Thank you. Yeah, exactly.
0: And and honestly, I don't know if I want to play with that. Right, <laughs> it's, 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 man. Like people don't realize these players are like human too, and and just to hear that trash, or you missed a shot or you would not set up the right way. It's 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 got to be tiring. It's it's really got to be tiring yeah no doubt no doubt guys so robbie anderson came back to otas this week <laughs> thank god thank you god <laughs> what do you guys think i, do, do, I, I don't know I, i'm skeptical on the sam Darnold thing still but uh he ran away uh, from that sam oh,
2: Sam Sam Donald is gonna have to sell me. He's gonna have to sell me more than Teddy Bridgewater is gonna have to sell me, and that's why. Uh,
1: Kaza Kaza, let me interrupt you, bro. That is a that is a sublime understatement. Sam Donald <laughs> is going to have to sell <laughs> himself to the entire Southeast yeah. region, brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's gonna have to, yeah. But but about Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is a smart guy. And I think that he realizes what a lot of players don't. Sometimes, we, we have this saying in the military, there's no place worse than where you are and no place better than where you've been, meaning that, you know, because you, you switch bases a lot and you go to a new base and be like, man, I should have stayed at, mm-hmm. at the base I was at. Um, I think Robbie Anderson realizes he, he may have found a home here. And he wasn't getting the same opportunities in New York. A big media, like, I know it's the Jet but he wasn't getting those same opportunities that he was getting here. He comes here. He's a thousand yard receiver pro bowl considerations. Uh, I, I think he realizes it's a good fit. And if he goes somewhere else, he risks losing what he's built for himself here. That's important uh, for a player. That's an you know, excellent point. Yeah. A lot of players will go somewhere, have a breakout year like Robbie Anderson did and say, okay, now I can go somewhere else. And then what happens when they get to somewhere else? Not good. Not good. And and then that team says well, you weren't what you were in Carolina, and they dropped Kevin Benjamin. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> you know I, I I think if you look if you if you look at stories like the Kevin the Kelvin Benjamin story, that's exactly what happened. I think Robbie Anderson realizes, okay, maybe maybe I should you know <laughs> see what's good here. Uh, I don't know what kind of rapport he has with Sam Darnold. I don't think that really. Imp- is going to influence his decision to resign here. Look, so I'm going to read
0: you a quote. I'm going to read you a quote. I'm going to read you a quote right quick. Robbie Anderson says, there's something different with Sam Darnold Carolina. When I walked into the building, I could see the new energy out of him, like a glow, charisma that I didn't see in New York. I can definitely <laughs> see the difference in him so far. That, that That's a Robbie Anderson quote.
1: All right. This is such a perfect segue, y'all. Uh, uh, listen. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take y'all back to, I, I think it was maybe two seasons ago. I don't, I don't, the timing is, my time is a little off. But I remember the Panthers played the Jets. And Robbie Anderson was killing our ass. I mean, I think he, he scored like two, three touchdowns, something like that. And there was a, they there was a shot of him on the bench. And Robbie Anderson was looking in the camera. He was basically like kind of, uh, you, you know, he was kind of promoting himself to the Pro Bowl. He, he said something to the effect of, Please uh, vote me for the Pro Bowl. I'm pretty good. Now, I mention this because, you know, receive, all wide receivers have a little bit of DVL. in them. Just, all, all good wide receivers have a little bit of DVL. in them. And I'm not saying this is some horrible thing for Robbie Anderson, but here's where I'm going with this, man. Robbie Anderson, being the guy that he is, he obviously wants to raise his profile. He obviously does want to win. He wants to be in a good situation. You know, he, 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 he wants to... Um, not only, you know, a uh, uh, benefit, you know, from a good team, uh, you know, from a team level, but he also wants his individual accolades as well. Who's going to help with that? His former teammate, Sam Darnold. So mm-hmm. of course he's going to pump up his old guy uh, being in new environment. You know what I mean? Think about the environment for the Jets as compared to the Carolina Panthers. Um I I don't think I need to say anymore. You know what I'm
2: saying? (laughs) Go ahead,
1: Kaz. You're going to say something.
2: I know know Robin Anderson is thinking, man, look at what I was able to accomplish with Teddy Bridgewater throwing me the ball on two-yard slant.
1: Now I I got a guy who can (laughs) throw the ball down the field.
2: field. Yeah, so uh, no one ever said a quote like that about Teddy. (laughs)
0: Hey,
2: man, look. Nobody was glowing. Hey, 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 man, look, look, look. Teddy, Teddy, too busy throwing shots
0: to the Panthers still.
2: Boy, that's right. disappointing. That's really disappointing. I, I, I would say this about Teddy. Y'all, y'all know I, I stayed on Teddy all season, but at the very least, I would have assumed that he would have a modicum of class. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, if Cam Newton doesn't work out in New England, which he may or may not, depending on you know how, how Matt Jones pans out. Cam Newton is never gonna bad mouth, no, never at all. New England and, and Belichick. He's never well, the Panthers, and they did and the Panthers did him dirty. Whereas
1: Well, listen, listen, let, 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 let's let's compare these two scenarios, Mr. Sosa. You got Bill Belichick, who comes out every week and tells everybody Cam Newton is my guy. Cam Newton is fine. You got on the other hand, you got Matt Rule, who every week told people. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's my guy. Teddy Bridgewater's fine. What happened to Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> he, he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think it's, it's, I, I, I think it proves the input right there, man.
2: I mean, it, we all we if, if a franchise does a player wrong, um, I don't I don't really have a problem with um, a, a player calling that out. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. But uh, a lot of Teddy's beef with the Panthers and stuff that he brought on himself. And you have to take that personal accountability for that. Right. Right. Agreed. And he's not willing to, he's not willing to say, you know, maybe I shouldn't have tried to score, uh, run the ball on the one yard line, even though the coach told me not to do that. You know, maybe I should. Oh, go ahead.
1: We, we, we use that particular play. As the main example, but I'm pretty sure when it comes down to like practices there, that wasn't the only scenario. You know what I mean? I, I think they butted heads a lot more than the media probably told us.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I the fit wasn't there. Very rarely do you just see coaches throw their quarterback under the bus that blatantly. Um right. It's one thing the quarterback falls on the sword like Cam Newton constantly did in Carolina. And he continues to do in New England, even though he doesn't have to. But, you know, quarterbacks typically hey now i gotta do better i gotta do better that was my fault we never really saw teddy say that and matt rule said it for him a lot of times that's, that's <laughs> Right. Of dynamic when the coach is like man Teddy Bridgewater gotta do better he gotta throw further than two yards on fourth and eight so um yeah it, that's just that whole situation uh as far you know the best thing for Teddy to do is just say, "Hey, I just—it wasn't a good fit for me in Carolina." Um, and move on. And yeah, move on. And move on.
1: And move on. Right. Right.
0: Guys, guys, guys. I look. I, I just. I, I. I don't mean by harm, no harm by asking this question. I I just have to ask this question. So they, there have been a few Carolina Panthers that refuse to comment on vaccines, and the assumption is that you know and uh, cole beasley has been vocal about uh vaccination and 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 not having it so so guys what 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 are your feelings on it uh you don't have to go deep but just give me what you think about it
1: let me i'm going to tell you why this is a timely subject for me personally so on this on this glorious father's day i am getting to spend time with my father who is in his 70s and we were having this discussion this morning about he, he was he was asking me, He said, you know, what age group do you think um, is the most resistant to getting the vaccine? And I, I said, oh, you know, probably the the ages between 25 and 40. He was like, yeah, that's pretty close. Twenty five to forty five. The, the, the people who are ages between twenty five and forty five are the most hesitant to get the vaccine. <clears throat> and I said, that's not, I said, that's a bit surprising because I would be thinking that people your age would be more resistant. He was like, no and in a typical old man answer he said well you know we have a more knowledge than y'all take that for what you want i'm not i'm not getting into this discussion about what's right and what's wrong i, I don't want to go there today my thing with this is man i'm i'm the media sports media in particular to kind of stay out of this because at the end of the day it's personal choice i don't think this is something we should shove down people's throat I just I would the only thing I urge anybody to do, I mean, anybody is to do your own research, make the best informed decision for you. I, I, I don't like it on either side that people are anti-vaccine or pro-vaccine. I don't like the fact that professional players are now the the what's the word, the vehicles, if you will for being on either side. I just, this is one of those times where I just want people, sports, sports players to just stay out of it. I really do. I really want sports people to just kind of stay out of this whole discussion, man.
2: I think regardless of where anyone falls on what side they fall on the vaccine argument, uh, to me, all of that is a moot point. Why? The NFL is a corporation. They are an, an employer. And they have stated we would like our employees, i.e., players. We don't look at players like employees, but but they are. I mean, they are.
1: <laughs> but we they are. Get, they, at the yeah, end of the day, they are.
2: Absolutely, we want you to get vaccinated in order to continue playing. <laughs> I, at that point, I don't think it's much of a discussion. I I, I really don't because here's the thing. I, I was in the military for eight years. You know how many times I got vaccinated like a year, you know, <laughs> shots. I, this is not an exaggeration. You're going to get at least 10 shots a year. And I at no point could ever say, nope, I'm not getting that. Now, the right. NFL is it not wasn't a the choice. Military. Right. The NFL is not the military. And that's my point. If you don't like the rules that your employer, I see in the military, I didn't have a choice. I couldn't just leave the military. I had to get those shots. If you don't like what the NFL is telling you to do in the interest of public safety and health. Retired. You don't have to play. Cole Beasley's gonna be good. He got millions of dollars in the bank. You know what I'm saying? I understand those guys want to play, but the NFL said these are the stipulations on which you must play. And I don't think that those stipulations are unreasonable. You now you cannot discount. You cannot discount the history that our country has, particularly in the black community, when it comes to medical research and vaccinations
1: yeah and let me let me cut you off real quick Kaiser, and and that's to me and i I don't mean to cut you off please feel forward to finish your thought man but i was just going to say that's going to lead to a, a whole nother discussion about um government distrust medical distrust all this other stuff which which is why i prefer them to just stay out of it. But again, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but please finish. Your no, thought,
2: man. no, no, that, that, no, that's a good point that that does open up that door for those discussions. If, if a black person says, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated because, man, you know, our government, their track record is not too good on the way they use black people in medical research. Hey, I'm 100% for that. I completely agree. But then you have to then make a, a, a personal decision about the direction that you want to take. If your employer says, Know, if my job says, "Hey Tyrone, you must get vaccinated in order to stay employed," then I have to make a decision.
1: You know, and <laughs> do, you know, do, I, do I feed my do I feed my family or not get
2: vaccinated? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i faced with that ultimatum, the ultimatum, I'm okay with whatever decision they make. But Cole Beasley, that the decision is not as consequential for him as it would be for me. If mm-hmm. I say no, then I got to find a new job, or my family's gonna starve. Cole Beasley, it can just at any time say, and I, I mean, he plays football for a living. Let's 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 be real, dude. You're you're playing a sport. You are living the dream right now. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, so it's difficult for me to to have sympathy for athletes in these situations. I, hey, I I get it, man. You might not want to get vaccinated, okay? But then don't. Play.
1: I, I like Christian McCaffrey's response to this whole thing.
0: No comment. <laughs> that, that's the <your> response. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I'm in the same boat as Kaiser, man. Like, at the end of the day, the NFL is your employer, and they're gonna have to be some tough decisions made. I mean, (sighs) their bottom line is money, money driven, and if you can't play the games and they can't be on TV, you don't make money.
2: Yep.
0: If you don't have, yeah, that's bottom line. Yeah, don't make money, and so I, I I completely understand it, and. I'm all for if you don't feel like the vaccine is for you, don't take the vaccine. But don't be don't be upset of the consequences that come with you not taking it. Because look, there's freedom of choice. Then you, 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 you you're you you're not free from the consequences to your action. You I never, never. Be, you will be.
1: Right. Never. Absolutely. Good point.
0: So uh prices chicken coop closed.
1: It's a sad day, um, sad day in Charlotte, man.
0: Hey, man, look, some of my friends on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter talking spicy. Said it was never good. It's, it's not a sad day. It's just, it's, it's it was just mid. So, guys, what do you, what do you think about uh, taking Cool closing and another Charlotte institution closing?
2: Um, it's it. it's it's only sad because something that is genuinely Charlotte, right, is leaving Charlotte. However, I have a few unpopular opinions about Price's Chicken Coop.
1: I think uh, these unpopular opinions are becoming more and more popular, actually. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, that's no true. So, uh, one, I'm surprised they survived the pandemic. For those who don't know, Price's Chicken Coop was a cash-only, no-seating rest- restaurant. It wasn't even really a restaurant. You go in, you get your food and you'll take, the- take out yeah. Yeah. someone on Facebook described it as a, a, f- a food truck not on wheels You know, <laughs> right. The-
0: right. The- a stationary food truck. right
2: right uh so, you know they never evolved they like never evolved to the 20th century and I some people said that was part of their charm but I took that as uh not wanting because you know if, if you start you- taking people's credit cards there are fees and taxes you got to pay mm-hmm. you know yep. You can't skim off the top like you can with cash, and I always thought that, that, that's I always viewed it with prices like, oh, he's trying to avoid, uh, you know, you know, even <laughs> if the food's gonna go up, uh, but he's trying to avoid pay, paying those extra fees for, to allow people to use their, you know, credit cards. Um, also, the quality in the food itself wasn't as good as it as it used to be. Now, you know, I mean, I'm I'm 42. And, you know, Prices has been around since my dad was a kid. And so to him, you know, he always talked about how good the chicken coop was. And he my dad is from Rock Hill, South Carolina. He used to say that people used to drive from Rock Hill all the way to Charlotte just to get some chicken coop. And back then, the only way to get to Charlotte was I-77. That was was the only Mm -hmm. way to get to Charlotte. There was, there was no 45, there was, there was nothing, there was literally nothing else. so people used to make that long drive. down I 77 all the way down to Woodlawn to South Boulevard, to South end to get some chicken coop because it was that good. But now there are other choices. Uh, the gas station on East East Boulevard, Boulevard, South Boulevard Boulevard, consistently voted the best chicken in Charlotte. And it is literally within walking distance from chicken coop. So, you know, I think we should embrace, you know, our gas station chicken and, <laughs> you, know, you know, ran its course. Plus, they came on social media trying to blame a labor shortage and coin shortage on them closing. It's like you yes. wouldn't have. A, yeah, you wouldn't have a coin shortage if you took credit cards for one, buddy. Uh And then essentially, <laughs> trying to scapegoat your employees, which are mostly black people that 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 fact cannot be discounted. It was mostly black people that work there, even though Prices was not black owned. Uh, it was mostly black people that work there. And for the owner to essentially say, well, you know what? People just don't want to work here anymore. And you got all these people in the back slaving, and cooking fried chicken um, for the community that they're from. Uh, that, was, that was a bit black insulting. Case. Yeah, that was really insulting. Um, but they made a lot of money on Juneteenth. Uh,
1: go, go figure. How ironic is that? Yeah, I well,
2: mean, the well, wildest down the street.
0: I'm gonna do this I don't know June teeth. I'm gonna read to you some black restaurants you should check out. <laughs> Veltree is a vegan spot What the fries, wonderful spot. BW Sweets BW Sweets Bakery, Leah and Louise, Two Scoops Creamer Creamery, Lulu's Maryland style. Chicken and seafood.
2: Hey, I'm a v- personally vouch for Lulu's. And- yeah, Soul Central, uh,
0: Lawan. Mr. Mr.
1: Mister Charles Chicken,
0: Mister Charles Chicken. Um, what's the one on Tucker CG? Uh, with, with, Cuzzle's with Cuzzle's Cuisine, Cuzo's Cuisine. Look, Caribbean Hut. There's all these other places that 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 you could have patronized.
2: Oh, well, so, I, yeah, I i mean, I understand prices, regardless of what we think about the owner and the practices, it's part of Charlotte, you know, and people will talk about it when it's gone. See, so I, I kind of understand. That,
1: that you, you, you stole my point with that. It's like, you know, with Charlotte changing so much and gentrification rearing its ugly head so much in Charlotte and you know, a lot of the soul is being sucked out of this city every day. I think the symbolism is what hurts more than the actual business being going hurts. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I've eaten that that, that chicken coop maybe twice. It, it was OK. I, I didn't do a dance when I ate, ate it or anything like that, man. But again, man, just for me, man, the whole symbol of the changing of the guard in Charlotte is what is, I think the sentimental reasons is, is what hurts you know, more than the business itself, man, <laughs> Jay, Jay is crazy. That's a, that's an excellent <laughs> response. <laughs> but any man, I, I find it interesting that uh, the owner is saying that one of the reasons is a, a, a labor shortage. When this weekend you had about 20 people in the kitchen still cooking while your lines were around the corner. So make it make sense to me, man. But whatever, I, I, I digress, man. Um, I will just go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to say, plus, we know that area that chicken coop is in is prime real estate. Woo! Right. Fine. I right. am sure he got, he got an offer that he simply could not refuse. It, if that's the case, then just say that. Just
0: say that. Just say it, I, man. I'm just not just gonna be mad at you because if I'm it. a
2: business owner, even if I've had a business for 70 something plus years and it's time to retire and someone says, look, we're going to give you 20 million for this building. Hey, employees yeah, It's, been, it's been real. It's- I will help you guys find new jobs, but. It's been wrong. Wrong. Oh, no.
0: yeah. yeah, just I, I'm getting five, ten million dollars to go away. Right.
1: Bye. Yep. I'd be i be like, y'all still got Bojangles around the corner. I'll be
0: like right. <laughs> <got a> <laughs> can't, can't I'ma say this. I'ma say this, and I don't want no response. Bojangles is average. I'm done. You nah no, you, no. 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 You're not good no. no. like that. No. You no. just can't no. make no. that
2: statement. And then
0: Don't, just uh, bounce. Uh, huh? No. Nah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so uh, you can't uh, make that statement
1: I'll, just, bounce,
2: I'll, man. I'll just this. Let me just say this. I have literally lived all over the world. I have tasted fried chicken, which you'd be surprised at fried chicken in foreign countries, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I've lived all over the United States. I spent a lot of time on the West Coast uh in my military time. I could not, y'all, when I moved back here, I probably ate Bojangles literally for a month straight because that's how deprived I was of good fried chicken. And let me tell you something. Popeyes is actually on every military base, uh, probably west of the Mississippi, which which is odd. I know it's weird, but, you know... Popeyes is decent, but I mean it's it's not Bojangles. I if anyone wants to debate that with me on Facebook, I we can debate. But I ate Popeyes a lot because there was there was nothing else. There's hey. Popeye's and Church's Chicken, hey. which is very good. But I could not wait to get back to Bojangles, dog. Hey, cause
1: hey, is this a Charlotte thing, man? I, I feel like people who were like who are who are OG Charlatans we gonna defend Bojangles to the death. Oh, man. yeah, I feel like. Yeah.
2: You know yeah. I, Chris, 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 Chris. Okay, but I, I think I think also what it is is people have a disdain for chain restaurants. Bojangles is a chain franchise, and when it comes to fried chicken, chain fried chicken is different than going to the gas Look, station man. on South Boulevard or Chicken Bucket in Mount Holly or you know miss Mr. Look, C. look man
1: that, that look people who who frown upon going to chains, man that's just being too snobby that's that's just that's just no, food not, snobs man not, I, 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 look man it's some not, of that man, chain look, stuff look, is look, good look, man. look
0: man look when you go visit other places and you go to a chain restaurant you need to be slapped okay but that
2: oh. but I'm, I'm talking about locally you right, know yeah right. my, my locally, is different, locally is different when i travel i want to eat something that i that i cannot eat eat. Get at home. Eat in Charlotte, right.
1: Home. Absolutely, absolutely. You
2: know, but, you know, we talk talking about locally. If I'm if I'm at home and I'm like, man, I need some chicken, I'm i you going go, go, go to Bojangles. Bojangles. You're
1: going to Bojangles. You are. I, I might you go are. to
2: Chicken Bucket and Mount Holly. Chicken Bucket and Mount Holly is secretly some of the best chicken in Charlotte. But chain chicken, I mean, it's, it's not going to be Popeye's. Maybe, <laughs> maybe church's. Maybe, I, I actually like church's chicken, but yeah. I, I find that Bojangles is the best balance between seasoned chicken and you know I, I don't like chicken that's like overly hot, you know, like you just dump a bunch of. This is the most.
1: most <laughs> the this is the most
2: Juneteenth.
1: This is the most conveniently Juneteenth subject. I, I, oh, could, I can can think <laughs> of man. We anyway, are. We bit, are little keeping. Little, hey,
2: did you guys <laughs> see uh, who was that? Food and Wine Charlotte's tweet.
0: Yeah, food and wine. I don't think it was Charlotte, just food and wine with, with the... With, with the, the watermelon? Wine.
2: Okay, I thought that was... Okay. Yeah, I'm nobody okay, said... Hey, I actually like KFC original recipe, but I, it doesn't belong in this conversation. No, 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 no. But you know who does? Least famous recipe, Rock Hill, South Carolina. A lot of people do not know that Colonel Sanders actually had a business partner, uh, and when they split, they each took the recipe, and uh Colonel Sanders' business partner Lee started his own chain of restaurants called Lee's Famous Recipe. And it tastes really? like if you it tastes like homemade KFC. It's not, there's just one in Rock Hill and there's one in Richmond, Virginia. Those are the only two I know on the East Coast. But if you ever get a chance, What's the name again? Lee's Famous Recipe. If you if you lived in Rock Hill, you from Rock Hill, everybody knows Lee's and they sell you know, they sell you can get catfish at Lee's famous recipe but it's, it's very good you go down go to Rock Hill just go down cherry road it's right before you get to Winthrop Winthrop college on the left side it is a main state of Rock Hill it's been there since I was a kid my dad said it was there when he was a kid but um Lee's famous I, recipe
1: it's I very just, good I just I just want to say man I absolutely love Kaiser's tangents on chicken man hey that just I thoroughly
0: enjoy <laughs>
2: When
0: you oh, <laughs> oh, oh. had I, to come I, back on fried chicken, I about slap that lady. I was like, look. <laughs> I, look, look I, I, I've seen leaves before. I, I might to try that. I might try that. I might try that. But, man, look, man. I, honestly, before I eat Popeye, not Popeye's, but uh, Bojangles, I'd rather just get me some seasonings, fry my chicken up nice, and eat it. I mean, then, yeah. There's, I there's always that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd rather cook my own chicken but I mean, sometimes you just ain't got time for that. Let me you ask you a question: do,
0: do, do y'all watch y'all meat? Pause. Of course, of yeah, course.
2: in the water.
0: First. Okay. I, 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 I'm just testing your blackness.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all y'all blackness. Guys. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey, y'all! Really, really quick, because we're up against time. I want. Both, here's a here's a here's a short topic. I'm interjecting for Juneteenth. Give me five songs that would be on your Juneteenth playlist. I'm putting y'all on the spot.
0: Go lift every voice and sing. Um, uh, before I let go, uh, Kendrick Lamar. All right, uh, uh. uh public enemy fighting the power and uh ain't no stopping us now
1: because what you got
2: uh let's see earth wind and fire september Isaac brothers harvest for the world nice uh I'll, I'll go kendrick lamar all right for for some modernism um we'll say anything by stevie wonder you can just go anything, This
1: is just any song, right?
2: And you cannot have a dream team without the electric slide. I'm sorry. It's gotta be on. I, I mean, look, I I'm gonna
1: try to give you my real real quick, man. Uh sounds of blackness, uh, optimistic. How can you leave that off? Uh, yeah. I'm also gonna go no, I'm also things. gonna go, I'm also gonna go fight the power. I'm a, I'm gonna also go uh move on up, Curtis Mayfield. Um, I'm gonna go for some modern for some modernism, like Casa said, I'm I'm gonna go We the People by Tribe Call Quest. I know that's unpopular, but I'm gonna go that one. Uh for my last one. who man, I am probably gonna go Black is Black by the Jungle Brothers. So those are my five Ooh. Juneteenth songs, man. I just wanted to interject that real quick before we get to shout outs. Happy Juneteenth gonna mention, and happy first. I
0: don't want to mention the last poet. When the revolution
1: don't <laughs> honorable me mention Gil Scott Heron, the the revolution would not be televised. That's it.
2: All right. All right, let's go to the shout outs. Kaz, you got any shout outs this week, bro? I just want to say happy Juneteenth to everyone. I'm so glad it's a federal holiday. Uh, if your job did not give you the day off, <coughs> mine, <coughs> mine, then that is something we just seriously consider. When it comes to your employment status, I understand that it was very quick, so I'll, I'm giving corporations some leeway this season. Also, go go research the, the origins, not just of Juneteenth, but the end of slavery in the United States. It's very interesting, the differences between the end of slavery in the North and the South. A lot of people don't realize that June, what we celebrate is Juneteenth. Slavery was actually still legal in the North. And it wasn't yeah. until they abolished it fully that everyone was free. Yeah. So isn't that weird that there were there were so, so you mean to tell me people up north were racist? Oh my, oh my god. god, crazy. That can't
1: be. They're way oh, more I open-minded than us.
2: We're freed in the south, but there were still slaves. Uh oh, I'm sorry, bondsmen. That's what we're calling. them?
1: refugees. Refugees, guys, the refugees. <laughs> remember.
0: No, 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 no. Unpaid immigrants. Unpaid
2: immigrants. <laughs> yes, yes. And children. Yeah. So go research that And uh, and we'll have a happy one. Thank God, no shootings this year on Juneteenth. Thank God, uh, man. Thank God. Charlie, y'all had uh, some damn Yes.
1: Right. All right, man. Um, there, there's there's first of all, uh, I want to shout out everybody in the chat room again, man. Um Rodney had to come back to get us straight because I know I screwed it up last week, man So Rodney, thank you for coming back and making this right Uh, everybody in the chat room (laughs) Thank you for showing up again today, man. There's a there's someone in the chat room named John He mentioned Talib Kweli on his list. That's Rodney's favorite artist. So I'm sure he will uh, appreciate that man (laughs) That that sarcasm by the way Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um Let's see, man. Uh happy happy Juneteenth uh to everybody, man. Happy fa- Kaza. Happy Father's Day, brother. Happy, happy Father's Day right. to the to, I mean, to the only father on the podcast. No happy father's right Day, right
2: that's, that's my damn
1: kids. There you go, man. Hey, and t- hey, look, we, we're talking about chicken. Kaza, make sure you get your big piece of chicken today, sir. Um, today, yes, sir. Uh, all the fathers in the chat room, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Um, shout at to Nick Batum. I I I, 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 I just ah other than that, man, peace and love to all of y'all, man. <laughs> Ryan, <what you> got?
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <you> boy.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That, that, that dude infuriates me. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh
0: just shout out to man. Um uh, shout out to the uh the organizer of the Juneteenth Festival of the Carolinas. Uh always put together a great event every year. Uh we've been going for years, man, and, and it gets bigger every year, more support the vendors. Uh, if you have time today and you want to go out there, they're, they're out there today for a few hours. Uh, it's, it's on some Plaza Midwood. Just go out there and support the people, man. It's right by the House of Africa. Um, no doubt. And uh, in, in, this is inside. Shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers, and you guys know why. <laughs> 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 I leave that one alone. Yes, sir. And, and, and Kaza, I hope you get the big breast today. The big juicy breast today. I'm a,
2: I'm a thigh guy, actually. So it's <laughs> a reason why I like you. I don't like breasts like that. Yeah, it's, it's too meaty.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's too
2: meaty. Yeah. There's I'm a, a
1: joke head. that I'm just gonna let pass. So I'm just gonna clear that.
0: Oh, oh, oh Jamal, I got a joke for you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching Under Construction. You guys have a wonderful day and uh happy Juneteenth.
1: Till the next time, y'all fellas. Peace, y'all.